Welcome to the We Serve podcast of Government Policy, Real Estate, and You. I'm Liz Recchia, Government Affairs Director for the West Valley, Pinal, and Douglas chapters of the We Serve Association of Realtors. And here is your quick update for today. It's hard to believe so much of our lives have changed so radically in only three weeks' time. But here we are. Some of us are struggling to keep our business at a basic survival activity level, and others are still doing a lot of business and closing transactions. Whichever group you find yourself in, this podcast will try to shine some clarifying light onto some of the biggest federal government initiatives affecting us and our clients. Let's start by taking a look at who our We Serve members are, both realtor members and affiliate members. On March 27th, I launched a 48-hour survey asking you some specific questions. Over 550 members responded, representing the full spectrum of our membership and geography. Here are some of the questions and answers. Has local government policy limited your ability to perform your job on behalf of your clients? The most popular comment revolved around clients not feeling confident in sanitizing of homes and structures. Agents didn't feel confident they could adequately sanitize. Buyers didn't feel confident the environments were not infected. And sellers had concerns about strangers coming in and contaminating their homes. Another group with concerns were property managers. Routinely, they voiced concerns about eviction moratoriums and the ability of property owners to sustain monetary losses. Parallel to these concerns were concerns for their own businesses. Without rental income, property managers don't get paid. In a similar set of concerns, there was concern that some tenants would not allow inspections or repairs. This, of course, presents a contract and legal issue for both the property manager and the property owner. Numerous closed facilities and businesses were another concern. How to market an area or city when unable to show clients both commercial and residential the attributes of the area? Although Governor Ducey included real estate services in the list of essential services, the reality for several members is businesses are shutting down, furloughing employees, cutting hours, and in some cases, letting employees go. With so many distressed businesses in such a short period of time, fear is rising rapidly. Buyers are afraid to go under contract for fear of losing their job during escrow or shortly after closing. Sellers are afraid of going under contract only to find the buyers unable to perform, and lending is in confusion. While Fed fund rates are extremely low, mortgage interest rates have risen. Investors are hesitant to purchase loans, leading originators to slow down their activity for fear of not being able to sell the loan. Just as in the foreclosure crisis of 10 years ago, buyers are deciding to extend their current lease and try again in a year or six months. The move to virtual transaction services was pretty rapid and smooth, although the Secretary of State was not prepared for online notary, even though by law she must have that up and running by July 1st. Many people were hopeful she would have that task completed early, and indeed, by today, April 8th, 2020, the Secretary of State announced that online notary services are now available in the state of Arizona. Clients were not always able to access online platforms or they were not technologically competent to access those platforms. Home inspectors and appraisers indicated difficulty performing their jobs since homeowners were not allowing in-person inspections. 
Even new home builders are feeling the decline in visits to the point some builders have either shut down their sites or will show with appointment only. With the sudden shutdown of businesses, those selling business opportunities saw funds designated for business purchase go towards paying staff and expenses. When it came to the question of how long can you stay in business at the current level of business and government shutdown, the answers ranged from a few days or weeks to indefinitely. The less time the member has been in business, the less time they have had to survive. More seasoned members who had practiced economic prudence indicated they had several years of saved capital. The message for members is clear. During the good times, you need to routinely save funds for your rainy day. You may never know when it will come or how long it will last, but it is a certainty and you will experience several during a decades-long career. At the time of the survey, three issues came up when members were asked about resources they needed. Online CE, funds for their business, and an accurate market data report were all requested. Market data is critical when speaking with buyers and sellers. How to make sure the buyer is purchasing at a price that will withstand an economic freefall. And how to assure sellers they are selling for market prices that will still be something they can live with in a year or two. Unfortunately, market pricing is by definition a function of today's buyers and their ability to perform and the fears of the near future. A lot of the comments revolved around seeking techniques to assuage the fears of buyers and sellers. Shortly after this survey was conducted, We Serve Education announced live Zoom CE classes. You can find those at the weserve.realtor website under Education. Since this survey, there have been several federal programs. I have written a series of blog posts complete with links to legislation, agencies, and other resources. You can access those at www.weservegad.org. Here is a quick primer. Families First Coronavirus Response Act. The Families First Act became effective April 1st. One of the main components of this legislation was the pushing down of the FMLA requirements to businesses of all sizes. FMLA mandates that employees be provided with up to 10 weeks of paid leave and included any employee that had been employed for at least 30 days and who must care for a child because a school has been closed and the employee is unable to telework. Small businesses are exempt if they can prove the expansion would endanger the business. The Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act was another provision of the legislation. From April 1 to December 31, 2020, businesses must provide paid sick leave for employees meeting certain COVID-19 parameters. Full-time employees under the criteria are eligible for up to 12 weeks of paid sick leave. To help with these and other unexpected but now mandated expenses, Congress provided a number of tax credits for small businesses. The payroll tax credit for FMLA, the Self-Employed Individuals FMLA Tax Credit, the Self-Employed Sick Leave Tax Credit, and the Tax Credit for Self-Employed Caring for Family Members or Children are the tax credits you may wish to investigate with your tax professional. NAR has provided a guide to the Families First Act related to realtors, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has a What Business Needs to Know article worth reading. You can read more about the Families First Act, the tax credits, access to IRS and the Department of Labor rules, and read the U.S. Chamber of Commerce information 
at www.weservegad.org. Click on Regulatory Updates. Part of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, also known as the CARES Act, is the Idle Loans and Grants. Economic Injury Disaster Loans, also known as Idle Loans, have been around for a long time and usually are used during hurricanes, earthquakes, and other natural disasters. The $2 trillion CARES Act provided funds for idle loans when business economic hardship is due to COVID-19. A new part of this is the $10,000 loan advance that is a forgivable grant whether you qualify for the loan or not. This loan and grant are available to small business, sole proprietors, independent contractors, and the self-employed. These are SBA loans, but unlike traditional SBA loans that can take several weeks to approve, these loans can be approved by a local lender in as little as three days. Idle loans are low interest rate loans of 3.75% with a negotiable term up to 30 years. These loans can be used in conjunction with the Paycheck Protection Program loans. Idle loans were designed to cover hard costs such as rent, some taxes, utilities, mortgages, accounts payable, etc. PNC Bank has a comparison chart of idle loans and paycheck protection loans. The Senate Banking Committee put together an easy-to-read Q&A guide to help you through small business debt relief, idle loans, and the Paycheck Protection Program. You can access more information and these resources at www.weservegad.org. Click on Regulatory Updates. The Paycheck Protection Program, also known as PPP, was another element in the CARES Act. April 3rd, the PPP program went into effect. Unfortunately, the SBA did not issue guidance to lenders until late the night before, so by the dawn of April 3rd, there was much confusion. The PPP is based on payroll expenses and is designed to cover payroll and benefits expenses during the eight-week period of February 15 to June 30, 2020. Not more than 25% of the PPP funds can be spent on non-payroll expenses such as rent. The key to this program is the employer must retain employees or rehire them during the eight-week period in order for the loan to be forgiven. If all or a portion of the loan is not forgivable, it will be assessed an interest rate of 1% for a two-year term. April 3rd was the first day of the program and was for small business and sole proprietors to apply. Independent contractors may apply on April 10th. Some of the early problems revolved around the incomplete system and process, the large number of applications, and the limitations some lenders placed on who could apply or the number of applicants they would accept. Within a few hours on April 3rd, Bank of America submitted 60,000 applications worth over $6 billion. The process and systems issues stem from SBA guidance not coming out until a few hours before the program start and changing what was in legislation. For example, the legislation states the PPP loans are 10-year loans at a maximum of 4% interest, but the agency changed that to 1% interest and two years. Add to that the changes were being made after the program launched. The application changed during the first few hours. Changes in questions and criteria were made so that some businesses denied in the morning became eligible in the afternoon. You can read the SBA guidance, the legislation, access the lender list, 
read the PNC checklist for borrowers, and access additional information at www.weservegad.org. NAR released a synopsis of the program, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce released a helpful decision-maker tool. You can access these assets and the SBA application at www.weservegad.org. One of the headlines being seen in regards to the PPP program is the fear of too little money. It seems the initial $349 billion might not be enough. On April 7th, Secretary Mnuchin stated another $250 billion could be secured for the program, and the Fed announced it would backstop the program. Also contained in the CARES Act is the ability for self-employed, small business, independent contractors, and sole proprietors to access unemployment insurance. This has never happened before, so one of the holdups is the determination of how to document income and determine benefits for these business owners. The Arizona Department of Economic Security will be managing the Arizona program. You can access their website for up-to-date information and read more about the program at www.weservegad.org. Click on Regulatory Updates. A lot has changed in our world, challenging us all. It may be that rather than access a government program, you will be better off taking one of the numerous job offerings here in Arizona. Think about what is going on. Watch the news, and you will realize there are job opportunities. It doesn't have to be your dream job, but if your business is in trouble, you might be able to bridge the gap by taking a job now so your business survives into the future. Jobs are available at the Arizona Department of Economic Security, processing all those unemployment insurance applications. The Arizona Department of Housing, ADOT, Fry's, Amazon, trucking companies, manufacturers, medical companies, clinics and hospitals. Arizona at Work has listings for immediate job openings. Our recently built data centers are looking for all kinds of employees, not just engineers. Temperature checkers, customer service reps, tutors, and packaging workers are all in demand. Check out short-term jobs that are available now to help you get to better times. You can still work your real estate business just a little bit differently. We have a WeServe member update on Friday, April 10th via Zoom. You must register to attend, so watch the WeServe newsletters or register at www.weservegad.org. You will find this Zoom meeting under Events. I'm Liz Recchia. Thanks for joining me today. Stay healthy and work smart. We serve GAD, advocating for private property rights, the right to private contract, and your business. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.